0: More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Are you believing God for a miracle, but wondering why it's taking so long for something to happen? You may just find your answer in this eye-opening four-day message, God Will Work Miracles with the Fuel of Your Faith. In pastor's study of the exodus of the children of Israel from Egypt into the Promised Land, we see a people who God wanted to mightily bless but whose weak faith and refusal to trust shut the door to their miracle for an entire generation. Likewise, as Christians, even though we too are highly favored and God has given us all that we need to claim His awesome promises, His best for us will never become a reality until we take the God-ordered steps in the exercise of our faith that He requires. In this message, likening them to a well-tuned engine, Pastor calls them the five cylinders of faith. Faithfully practicing them might just get that miracle prayer answered today.
1: Isaiah 30, 21, this is a promise of God. He says, you will hear, you, you, your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right hand or whether you turn to the left, there's going to be a voice behind you saying, this is the way, turn in it. Come on, somebody in this house. Right? Psalm thirty-seven, twenty-three says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Hallelujah. All right. So, so we understand that one of the ways of God is that he gives supernatural guidance. And you ought to expect it. You ought to be looking for it. You ought to be thanking God every day. I thank God every day. Thank you for guiding me and leading me into all truth. All right. So let's pick up the story in chapter 14 we are going to move along here because I am running out of time. But anyway it says, Now the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Speak to the children of Israel that they turn and camp before the sea. You can leave out all these names. It is not important. Verse 3, For Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, They are bewildered by the land. The wilderness has closed them in. Then I will harden Pharaoh's heart so that he will pursue them. And I will gain honor over Pharaoh and over all his army that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord. And they did so. Could you imagine that God was actually going to send the hot army of the Pharaoh in pursuit of the children of Israel? That doesn't sound like a very nice plan. How how many of you would agree with me? Now, what was God up to here? Well sometimes it's going to seem like the enemy is in hot pursuit of you. Sometimes it's going to seem like you're troubles are running you down, chasing you down, and even overtaking you. But God has got a plan in store for you. God has something that He is about to do that you may not be aware of. One of the very first things, one of the very most important things that children of Israel have forgotten here is that God is orchestrating every single step of their uh, destination, every single step of their, their, uh, their, their lives at this particular moment. And, and you see, we as believers need to remember the same thing, that God is orchestrating behind the scenes. God is orchestrating our life. So here God sends this, the hot army of Pharaoh. Now Pharaoh was pretty ticked off. You'd be ticked off too, wouldn't you? Here he had all this free labor. Now you have to remember, they just went through 10 plagues. That means that Egypt is devastated. There's, no, there's nothing. It's totally torn apart because of the 10 plagues. Now all their free labor just went out the the, the city gates and is gone. Pharaoh is pretty ticked off and God says, I'm going to harden his heart so that he actually chases after the children of Israel. You see, see really what he was trying to do is he was, was going to show Pharaoh how stupid he really is. The devil thinks that he can chase you down. The devil thinks that he's got it over you. He's got you thinking that he's got it over you. But I have news for you today and I'm going to tell you the devil is a dumb devil because God is greater than the devil. <laughs> and God has a plan. God has a plan. In your life to give you the breakthrough. All right. So let's go down to verse 9. It says So the Egyptians pursued them, all the horses and the chariots of the Pharaoh, his horsemen and his army, and overtook them camping by the sea. And it says here in verse 10, And when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. That's how close they were. So that they were very afraid, and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. And I don't know what they were crying, but but the next thing that happened is verse 11, They said to Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Have you so dealt with us to bring us up out of Egypt? Is there not a is there not a word that we told you? Is this not the word that we told you in Egypt saying, let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than we should die in the wilderness. So, now they are not only mad at God, but now they are mad at the leader. Now they want to stone the leader and say, it is all your fault for getting me in this mess. Of course, that is always the easy thing to do. Blame somebody else. It's your fault, Moses, that you brought us out here. We didn't even want to come, but you made us come here. And and now we've got this hot army of Pharaoh who's pretty upset because we just left with all of their money, all of their goods, all of his free labor. We're, Man, we are in big trouble. Can somebody say amen? Amen. So look at the good leader that Moses was. Now, if it were me, I probably would have slapped him, but... Moses didn't, I would have slapped them. I would have done something, throw something at them just to straighten them out. Gotten my rod and just chased them a little bit, beat them a little bit. But Moses didn't do that. Moses was, a, Moses was a good man. You see, at this point, really what they should have done, the moment called for faith, not for doubt and unbelief. The moment called to believe God. We've got the hot army of Pharaoh behind us. But let us not forget the ways of God. Let's not forget what God did for us in Egypt. Let's not forget how God fought for us and what God did. Let us not forget about the ways of God. So, right here where we are, they may be on our case, but praise God, we believe our God that He's going to deliver us and set us free because He said He's taken us to the promised land. But that's not what they did. They begin to complain and gripe and grumble at Moses. So, Here in verse 12, it says, uh, I'm sorry, verse 13, and this is what Moses did. And Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. He was a good leader. He's trying to get them back stabilized. Do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever forever. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Hallelujah. And the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. Hallelujah. So really, I'll tell you what, you ought to extract this little verse right here, these few verses, 13 and 14, and that ought to be something you ought to use because he told him four things. He told him, he said, don't be afraid. Fear not. Fear not. Fear is not going to help you. Stand still. In other words, don't just stop moving, but stand your ground. Be brave. Wait and see, it means what God will do for you. And then he says to Moses, Stop crying. And then he tells him, Get moving. So that, that's a formula right there for, for us as believers today. Fear not when you come up against a hard place in your life. Stand your ground. Be brave. Wait and see, and trust and believe that God is going to move for you. Don't forget the ways of God. And then get moving, get moving in the direction that God is telling you to go. And and so he says here, he says here, um, tell the children of Israel to move forward. And then he tells them in verse 16, he says, but lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. Now, the interesting thing here is that technically God didn't divide the sea, Moses did. Now, God did it, but he had to do it through a willing servant because God does everything through his willing servants in this earth. Now, it was the power of God, but it had to flow through a man. And Moses was the man. So, he said to Moses, you divide the sea. He told him, you do it. Now, we know that God is the supplier of the miracle, but the miracles flow through man's hands. And in this case, Moses had the rod, and he was told to stretch his rod out over the sea and to perform this miracle. So, he did the miracle. God chose him to be the miracle worker right there. So, he says here, um, in verse 19, now listen to this. And the angel of the Lord, who went before the camp of Israel, moved and went behind them, and the pillar of cloud went from before them, in other words, from the front of them, and stood behind them. So it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. Thus it was a cloud of darkness to one. And it gave light by night to the other. So that one did not come near the other all that night. Wow. Think about this. God took the pillar of cloud and put this distance between the children of Israel and Pharaoh's army. That talks about the protection of God. You see the devil you may feel like you know all hell's broken loose in your life. But the devil can only come so far. He put the protection of God between them. I like that. You got to know the ways of God. You got to know that no matter what is happening in your life that God has got you blocked. God has got you covered. God has got you protected all the way around. So He put the pillar between them. So to the children of Israel it was, it was darkness but to the children, I'm sorry to the, to the children of Israel it was light but to the Egyptians it was darkness. That talks about the protection of God being there available. We have that today. Praise God. So then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night. But he still needed to work through a willing vessel and made the sea into dry land and the waters were divided So the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea on dry ground, and the waters were a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. And the Egyptians pursued and went after them into the midst of the sea, all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots. They thought they, listen, man, they didn't realize it, but they had just played right into the hand of God. I'm going to tell you, your enemies, you just let them be your enemies. You just let them do whatever they want to do because they are going to play right into the hand of God. And God has got a plan. God has a plan to wipe out anything that gets in your way. Any scheme or trick of the devil God will bring it to naught. He will wipe it out. Let's play right into the hand of God. It came to pass in the morning, watched that the Lord looked down upon the army of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and cloud and he troubled the army of the Egyptians. He gave the enemy trouble. How do you like that? He took off their chariot wheels so that they drove them with difficulty. And the Egyptians said, let us flee from the face of Israel for the Lord fights for them and against the Egyptians. You got that right? You got that right? Because the Egyptians really represent the enemies of God or the devil, you see. And you got that right. God fights for us, but He fights against the forces of evil in our lives. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. I liked it. You got to remember the ways of God. You can't forget how God works. God's going to give you protection, God's going to give you deliverance. And it says here in verse 26: when the Lord, then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea. See, He's giving him divine direction and, and, and anointing. He says, "Stretch out your water over the sea that the waters may come back upon the Egyptians on the chariots and on their horsemen." And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and when the morning appeared, the sea returned to its full depth while the Egyptians were <laughs> oh gosh, while the Egyptians were fleeing into it you're pinned in. I mean, just get a picture of that. Could you imagine what it must have been for them? They've got the Red Sea before them. They've got the mountains all around them. Pharaoh's hot army behind them. And they don't know what they're going to do. There was probably weeping, lamenting, crying. What they didn't realize is God brought them to a very difficult place for a very specific purpose. One was to perform a miracle for them to show that he is a faithful God and he will never leave or forsake his children. And number two, he provided a way to get rid of the enemy and take them out of their out of their way once and for all. Wow. That's powerful. You got to remember the ways of God, folks. You got to remember how God works. It's not going to be the way you want it to work. This is not, you know, this is not Mickey Mouse. This is not Disney World. You got to remember the ways of God, how God will work. God's going to work in all kinds of ways in your life, but you've got to be in tune to the fact that that as long as I'm obeying, as long as I'm trusting, as long as I'm being for real with this stuff, not just playing, but I'm being for real with this stuff, I've got a destiny, I've got a purpose, I know God's got something for me, I don't know, I may be in a difficult difficult place in my life, but praise God that God's going to protect me, the devil can only come so close to me, God's going to lead me and lead him, lead me to victory and lead him to destruction in my life that's the way of God you go in sometimes the difficult way the long way around just, just be patient because God will put it all together and things are going to come together in a way you didn't even know how many of you have ever seen that? Like, oh, you know, you're in the midst of a hard place. It's like being before the Red Sea and being pinned in. It's like, whoa, man, this is oh, I don't know, I don't know how I got here. Didn't pray for this. Didn't believe for this. I don't know how I got to this place. It's horrible, man. This is awful. Oh, God, help me. God, help me. And then, you know, you come to church and you get your, your good leader <laughs> that straightens you out <laughs> and, and gets you, get your faith back up a little bit. And, you know, your weary bones come snapping back into position, and, and you start walking, the, you know, by faith, and you're saying, yeah, I can do this, I can do this. And then, you know, time passes, and all of a sudden, you're, the blessing is there, and, and it's like God parted the Red Sea, and then all of a sudden you realize, oh my gosh, now I see why God took me this way. It might, it might have been the hard way, but it was the right way, because look at what God did for me. I know I feel that way. Thank God God didn't give me 500 people back then when I won the first year. I would have been dead or they would have been dead. Somebody would have been dead. Somebody would have died. Thank God I wasn't ready for it. I would have, I would have scared them all away. It's, it's a miracle that the 50 that were there still stayed with me. That was a, you were there, Jerry. It's a miracle. <laughs> I know I scared you a few times, but... I proved to you that I, I'm really okay, right? <laughs> but, 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 but you see, sometimes you, you've, you, you've got to know the ways of God, and it's not always the easy way. And sometimes it's going to bring you right to a difficult situation. Like, whoa, what do we do now? We trust God. What do we do now? We believe, We know. we know that God's going to guide us. We know that God's going to protect us. We know that God's going to work miracles for us. We know all we have to do is remember the ways of God. I want you to lock that into your thinking. Remember the ways of God. You ought to study the Bible and just begin to see all the different ways that God worked in the children of Israel. Because the way He worked there, and even in the New Testament, the way He worked then and there is the same way He's working today. Because God remains the same. God does not change. So, so the story ends. And it says, the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. Then the waters returned over the chariots, the horsemen wiped out the whole thing. And it says, not so much as one of them remained. So the very people that they were afraid of, the very, very people that they were you know, saying, why didn't you send me back? Why, why are we here? We should have stayed in Egypt. Why, are you, why did you bring me here? We should have stayed there. The, the belly aching and the complaining they did. And look at the plan that God had. God had a much bigger idea. And this is why God got frustrated with the children of Israel because they constantly forgot the ways of God. And they ended up belly aching and complaining instead of trusting and obeying. Trust and obey will bring you into the land of blessing. Amen. But complaining and belly aching and fearing is going to keep you in the desert. So, so you see you've got to learn the ways of God. God wants you to be men and women of faith and trust. Not people of doubt and unbelief but He wants you to trust them. Even, and, and you know it's easy to trust them in the good times it's when you're in the Red Sea position where you really got to turn on the trust brother sister. Is everybody with me? Because it's in that place that it, it, it's difficult. You don't know where you're going. I would imagine some of those people wanted to drown themselves in the Red Sea because they were so afraid. But they would have robbed themselves of a great blessing if they just had but held on, trust God, trust, trust their leader, continue to just remember how God worked in times past. Say we don't know. I don't know how He's going to do it. Don't know when He's going to do it. Don't know with what He's going to do it. But I know He's going to do it. I know He's going to do it. Whether he's going to open up this Red Sea or send an army of angels down to blast, you know, Pharaoh's army. They had no idea how God was going to do. But God knew what he was going to do because God had a plan. God was orchestrating behind the scenes. God was guiding their every step because this is the way of God. And what God did for the children of Israel, God is doing for his children today. If you'll but believe him and trust him and follow after him with all your heart. These are the ways of God. And it said, but the children of Israel had walked on dry land in the midst of the sea. And the waters were a wall to them on the right hand and on the left. So the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. Thus Israel saw the great work which the Lord had done in Egypt. So the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant Moses for a little while. Till the next time. Till the next situation that came up. And we had, and that's why God said, which we read in Hebrews, These people have tempted me so many times, I'm done. That's it. They're not, they don't want my blessing. They want my blessing, but they don't want to get it my way. Right. You see, I demand faith. I'm a faith God. Anyone who comes to me, Hebrews chapter 11... Yeah, Anyone who comes to me must know that I exist and I am the rewarder of those who diligently seek. God demands faith. God demands trust. God demands His children to obey Him and to trust Him and to believe Him and to yield our lives. See the problem with most human beings today, most Christians today, is that we want to do life our way and we don't want to do it God's way. We don't want to go the way of God. We want to go our way because our way seems easier to us than doing it God's way. And I'm going to tell you, you can go your way, but I'm going to tell you what, you're not going to end up as blessed. You might end up in a, in a mess instead of a blessing. You're going to end up in a mess. When you do it God's way, you will always end up in a very, very blessed place because this is the way of God. This is how God works. Can I get a better amen? Glory to God. So here, write these down real quick and then we're going to be finished. Five ways of God that we, we read about and studied about today and saw <clears throat> witnessed in this particular scenario. Just write these things real quick and then we're going to dismiss and get out of here. Five ways of God. First of all, He will give you favor. God is, it, 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 we shouldn't even say He will give. What we should say really is that you have the favor of God. So let's put it into, into the proper text here. You, you have the favor of God. All right. So, but in every situation, expect the favor of God to work. Amen. Second thing we learned is that he doesn't always give shortcuts or the easy way. Nonetheless, it's God's hand on your life and you're going to make it if you keep trusting him. So he doesn't always give you shortcuts. Number three... He will give you supernatural guidance in every difficult circumstance and situation. That's the guidance of the Holy Spirit, which is available to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. It's forever available to you, the supernatural guidance of the Holy Spirit. And one of the things I want to say about that, if you pray and don't know what to do, I've learned something. Don't do anything until you've got the peace in your heart, because that peace is what proves the voice of God. That peace is the voice of God. And that proves that you're hearing right. So you always follow after peace. When you've asked the Lord for direction, the Holy Spirit, just wait till you have the peace. You you might have multiple decisions to make. You have choices. You pray and you follow the one that gives you the greatest peace. That is following the voice of the Holy Spirit. Number four, he's at work orchestrating behind the scenes in every situation. So he is at work in every situation in my life. I believe that. Why? Because for me, I've dedicated my life to the Lord. I prayed the prayer. When I prayed the prayer of salvation, I said, Lord, my life is no longer my own. It's yours. I give you my life. I follow after you. I'll I'll go where you lead me. I'll do what you tell me to do. So therefore, I have to believe. You have to believe if you've given your heart and your life truly to the Lord that He is orchestrating behind the scenes. And He is behind every situation in your life. And He knows exactly the outcome. He knows exactly what's going to happen. All I need to do is continue to obey Him and trust Him every step of the way. Keep my hands out of it. Wow. Wow. That's powerful, isn't it? And number five, he will always give you the victory. He will always give you the victory in every circumstance and situation. Praise the Lord. So those are the five ways of God that we looked at today. And I want you to say this because this is really important. I want you to say this because I'm blessed blessed and highly favored. favored. Say it again. I'm blessed blessed and and highly favored. You've got the favor of God operating in your life.
0: Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry.